0: I'm going to say some things in this podcast that might trigger some people, but I think I'm going to, I choose to be okay with that. And I want to apologize in advance if it sounds echoey or if the sound is off. I am driving and thinking, um, I tend to drive and pray and I am out doing that right now. Um, this podcast is about pursuit, Singles have been taught over and over again in so many different ways that it is not the role of women to pursue men. And we base that off of Proverbs eighteen twenty-two, which says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. I believe that we all need to study the scripture. We need to study to show ourselves approved. We need to pray. We need to ask holy spirit to release the spirit of truth to give us knowledge wisdom and understanding to help us understand how the scripture applies to our life we need to understand the context of scripture we need to understand the principles of scripture we need to understand the precepts otherwise known as god's laws we need to have a clear understanding of the word of god concerning all things and we needn't depend on other people to teach us what it says or rely on them to give us the the meaning or the context, especially when it comes to exploring the principles that God is trying to teach us in our lives. So when I release this podcast, my heart is not to upset anybody or to come out of context or to make anyone feel as though I'm being unbiblical or just sharing my opinions. But I really want us to reconsider Proverbs 18, 22 because I think it hinders Singles in the church, I think it hinders women, especially, but I think it may also add pressure to men. I'm not going to address the man's perspective because I haven't spoken to a man about this thing. I've heard things, I've heard their thoughts about this sort of thing. But since I don't have a man with me right now that I can share this topic with, I'm going to just share my perspective as someone who reads the Bible, studies the Bible, and someone who just thinks all the time. I'm a critical thinker, I analyze. Everything. Welcome to the Own Your Singleness podcast. I'm your host, life coach, and relationship educator, Jessica Hutton. I'm the founder of Live and Love Enrichment and author of a great new book called Own Your Singleness How to Live Well and Thrive While You're Single, so you can love well and thrive in your future marriage. And every week on the show, we're going to talk about all things related to living and loving well. Specifically, we will talk about how to own your singleness, overcome barriers to creating a life you love, and how to nurture healthy relationship patterns that will enable you to get, keep, and love quality men and relationships that could lead to marriage. So Proverbs 18.22 teaches us that he that finds a wife finds a good thing, and obtains the favor of the Lord. When people tell us that we should not pursue a man, what they're operating from is the principle. Proverbs is full of principles. Principles are things that will improve the quality of your life, your well-being. It's like good advice. It's wise counsel. But it's not necessarily anything that will lead you to sin. So when you read Proverbs, it's not that... When you read Proverbs, it's not God's laws. It's nothing that will... Results in hell unless the things that are talked about, such as adultery, for example, are directly correlated to God's laws, God's precepts. So Proverbs as a book in and of itself is a list of guidance, a, a, a book of wisdom. And it basically means what it sounds like. If you apply these principles in your lives, then you're going to have good success. If you apply these principles in your lives, then you're going to have better relationships. You're going to have uh, more success with your money. You're going to have more success on your job. You're going to have more success in your psychology. All these factors. Spiritually, you're going to have better success. You're going to increase your life satisfaction and your well-being if you apply these principles to your lives. So when you read Proverbs, that's what you can look at. So when we get to Proverbs 18:22, the principle is that what we take from that is that in order to find a good thing, a man has to look for a wife. And so he's looking for a wife. And when he finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Note that the scripture does not say he that finds a woman finds a good thing it says he that finds a wife finds a good thing but do you also notice it doesn't say a husband that finds a wife finds a good thing why does it not say that husband finds a wife because the only people that are married they're called husbands and wives right so it's just a he it's just a man that finds a wife and then here's the thing if you're single you're not a wife now I know we can get psychological and we can get spiritual about it and say you're a wife before you're a wife. I believe that. I believe that in the context of developing your spiritual, uh, being in the context of character, in the context of the way you govern yourself, in the way that you are equipped and prepared emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, the things that you do, the things that you believe, the things that you value, those qualities sort of inform your development as a wife. They make you have wifely character, wifely qualities. So, since you're single, a man is looking for a single woman who is available to become his wife. And if we're going to use the principle of character, he is searching for a woman who has the character of a wife. Now, here's the thing. The problem with people believing that the only way a couple can become a couple is if a man pursues a woman is because, first of all, it's limiting. Secondly, there are so many factors that go into dating and courtship and forming relationships, let alone sustaining them. And thirdly, we are individual people. We have free will. We have we have different values, different beliefs, we are predisposed to feeling to being more introverted, more extroverted. There's so many factors that go into creating a relationship. So if we just make this blanket black and white statement a law, if we turn this this proverb, this guidance, this principle into a law, then we are limiting what's possible. In our lives and so it's no wonder that a lot of people remain single longer than expected especially women because they're waiting for men to pursue them and they take it so far to the point where they don't even express interest in a man they won't even smile or wink at a man because they feel like that's out of order now here's my problem with that it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there it don't make sense there are multiple interpretations of this scripture And I'm not going to get into that in this podcast because I've done a full Bible study and since I'm driving and I'm reflecting, I just want to say the things that are on my mind right now and be on task with this subject. But here's the thing. A man who finds a wife finds a good thing and he obtains the favor of the Lord. The thing about it is women are not supposed to pursue men. But here's the thing. When we think about that principle and if we really study the scripture Men didn't pursue women. We didn't see that. There's more stories of God presenting a woman to a man or a man finding or, you know, not finding as in he actively searched for her, but finding as in he saw her, he observed her. There are more instances of that than there are instances of men actually pursuing women in scripture. So biblically speaking, if we just looked at the stories in the Bible of people who got married in the Bible, then we would see that that principle, it it, it cannot be a law because if it were a law, then everyone who did not pursue their wife in the scriptures in the Bible violated that law. Now, let me break it down. since I want to make sure that y'all know that I'm not crazy just out here being a heretic. For example, Adam didn't pursue Eve. The Lord presented Eve to Adam. Isaac did not pursue Rebekah. The servant presented Rebekah to Isaac. Boaz did not pursue Ruth. Ruth was sent to Boaz. Esther did not pursue King Xerxes. Xerxes sent people to go find a whole bunch of women. And those women were presented to the king. Mary, we don't know the story of Mary and Joseph, so I'm not even going to go there. Um, but they, from what I understand from biblical history, they were betrothed. Now, I don't know how the betrothal went, went down because I had to study it. But, what I would, but from what we understand from matchmaking in modern day, and even just in the, in the recent history, is that people who are betrothed are set up by their families. So if that is the case, then Joseph did not pursue Mary. And there are so many other instances. If you just study the Bible and you evaluate history, no one that, we, that, that comes to my immediate attention pursued the person who would become their wife. And so what I understand about this scripture is while the principle may apply to some people, While the principle is useful and we should not negate the principle, I think we need to consider all aspects of that principle. But more importantly, I think we need to understand this. All those instances that I just highlighted to you were instances of the Holy Spirit's working or instances of God's hand involved in that relationship. So we shouldn't say that a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and and, and, and obtains the the favor of the Lord because it's not a man who finds a wife in the first place now in other scriptures and when I get home I can highlight these I can find them because I've been studying this for a long time really but there are other scriptures in Proverbs and elsewhere that that demonstrate that the Lord is the one who brings a good wife if you have a wife that, that adds favor to your life she came from God If she is a godly wife, if she is a good wife, she came from the Lord. You may have actively searched for a wife. You may have been online. You may have dated. You may have done all the things that would practically result in you finding a woman that you could marry. But ultimately, what the scriptures reveal is that even if you went out there and actively, pragmatically pursued a woman so that you could get married, God's hand was in that. Because he is the one who gave you the wisdom and the discernment and the knowledge that it would take to discern that that was a good thing, that she was a virtuous woman, that she is a suitable partner for you. That she is the person who would be a good helpmate for you. That she brings, will add favor to your life. The Lord is the one who reveals that. When the Lord presented Eve to Adam, Adam discerned, that she was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh, he discerned that she was made like him; that she was one of a one of a kind like him. He discerned that she was a suitable uh, suitable companion. You know what's interesting about that story is that when God catch that, God determined that it was not good for Adam to be alone. That's the man that we're referencing, not humankind. But it wasn't good for Adam specifically to be alone in Genesis 2.18. When God revealed that, when God made that determination, he's the one who then gave Adam a job. And that job was um, discerning the animals. Adam named the beast. Adam had a responsibility to name the beast. And see, the thing that's unclear is whether Adam or God is the one who determined that the beasts were not suitable my argument is that it was likely adam with the wisdom that the lord gave him who determined when he looked at all these beasts and evaluated them for suitability or for their purpose he determined that they were not purpose mates he determined that those beasts were not a good fit for him And I'm saying that he did this by the wisdom of God, because when God gave him that assignment, what he did was help was allow Adam to exercise his authority. So Adam was able to exercise authority. And then in that, I believe that Adam is the one who realized through the wisdom of God that those beasts were not suitable for him. And so when Adam made that realization, what happened? God put him to sleep. God put Adam to sleep. And here's the thing, though. When God put Adam to sleep, Adam didn't have a say no more. Adam didn't have a say in how things were done. He didn't have a say in where this woman was going to come from, how she was going to be made, what she was going to be made of. He didn't have a say. He was put under the holy anesthesia of God. And then when he woke up, when the Lord woke him up, he had presented Eve to him. And then the same way that the beasts were presented to Adam, Eve was presented to Adam. And then Adam, with his own lips, uttered that she was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. He realized that she was a suitable partner. She she matched him. But see, the thing about it is, if the Lord hadn't presented her the way that he did, then Adam would likely not have gotten the revelation that she was suitable for him. And so the reason that Adam found favor in a wife is because the Lord presented her. And that was it. Adam made it clear. He was like, look, she, she come from me. He was pleased. He was very much pleased with her. And then we get the two shall become one flesh. And that um, that what God has joined together, no man has t- could tear asunder. That's and Then we get that. But the thing about it was, The Lord presented her and she was going to add to his life. She was going to add value to his life. That was a scenario. And if you think about it, the same thing happened with, with Ruth, right? Ruth, all we hear about is the favor of God on Ruth. Now, here's the thing. We know that God is not explicitly mentioned in the book of Ruth. He's not explicitly mentioned as one who was... Influencing the events that occurred in the book of Ruth but it was quite evident that the Lord's hand was all up in it everything about this book is providential and it speaks to God's wisdom his sovereignty it speaks to his love even it speaks to so many things about God's amazing character So, so when you read Ruth I think it's like Ruth 2 and it says in one translation it says that Ruth happened upon Boaz's field what does that mean? That means she was providentially placed in a position, man, that'll preach. She was providentially placed in a position for the Lord to present her to the man who was going to affirm and confirm by the wisdom of God that she was a favorable, suitable partner for him. Boaz did not pursue Ruth. And here's the thing, Ruth before anybody gets it twisted didn't pursue Boaz Ruth was presented as evidence by the fact that her mother-in-law told her to go at a specific time and she gave her explicit instructions and Ruth followed those instructions accordingly and then when Boaz responded and told her what he was going to do this is what her her mother-in-law said she said just wait because this man will not stop until the matter is settled and many biblical studies say that Naomi represents the Holy Spirit the leading of the Holy Spirit because Ruth could have presented herself to Boaz I mean he already noticed her but he didn't go to her right Ruth could have did all kinds of things she already asked him why you, why you being favored to me um, he was showing her favor already in the field, in his field he was he was allowing her to get a double portion, gleaning more in the field not, and protecting her from attackers, all these things. She already had favor. What did the Bible say? He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. The favor of the Lord was upon Ruth already, and Boaz couldn't see nothing but the woman's good and godly character. But then when she presented, when she was presented, to Boaz, though she did go, she did go and obey her mother-in-law's instructions and lay at Boaz's feet, but ultimately she was presented because you know what happened? Boaz recognized her character and he responded to her character and that's what he said he spoke to her character that he she was an honorable woman because she didn't go pursuing young men or old men. She wasn't hither and there trying to figure out how she was going to get her fixed. She wasn't trying to figure out how she was going to get herself a new husband. She followed instructions and she did nothing more. Nothing more, nothing less. She followed the leading. And this pleased Boaz and he recognized her as a suitable partner and thus he made moves. The book of Esther talks about the favor it reveals the favor that was upon esther's life she was favored not only by king xerxes that we find out later in the book but she was favored by his eunuchs even his eunuchs liked esther she had the favor of the lord upon her before she even contact before she even came in contact with them and so so with that favor the favor of the lord that was upon her she had favor with xerxes eunuchs And then she ended up having favor with King Xerxes himself to the point where he talking about, I give you up to half the kingdom. Girl, what you want? i give you anything you want, even up to half of my kingdom. And then later on in the book, when there was an edict to kill the Jews after she proclaimed a fast, because she was using godly wisdom and she wasn't all up in her emotions. She was using godly wisdom. She wanted to hear from the Holy Spirit. After she proclaimed the fast and followed through on that fast and everything else and prayed, she went before the king, knowing that it could result in her death. And you know what he did? He extended her, his staff to her. And again, he was like, what you need, girl? I'll give you anything you ask up to half the kingdom. And her people were saved. The favor of the Lord was upon her. And I assure you, if the favor of the Lord wasn't upon her, she would not have been able to go up to that, to the king like that. She would have been k- killed this was the law. The other instances, I could go on and on about those instances, but th- this is my point. None of those people had a hand necessarily in their marriage, as evidenced by, they didn't, none of them really pursued either party, the male nor the female. No one put a lot of intentional effort in making the relationship happen. They were obedient. They were positioned. They followed leading. They were just doing what they were supposed to do at the right place at the right time, being who God called them to be. And when there were instructions, they followed it. They used wisdom and they relied on the spirit of God. And so here's my thought. When it comes to finding a wife, I want Men and women alike to be open to the possibility that that finding is not so much about doing an active search, but that finding is more so connected to being open and receptive to what the Holy Spirit is saying, how the Holy Spirit is leading you. You need to understand what God is saying concerning your relationship, what season of life you're in, what time it is. You need to hear from the Holy Spirit concerning what kind of qualities to look for in a wife, what kind of qualities to look for in a husband. You need to be open to listening to when God tells you to move. He might tell you to move your state. He might tell you to move to a new zip code. He might tell you to move to another job. He might tell you to go to another school. God will tell you to move instead of being obsessed about the why or whatever. Just go follow his leading Ruth followed Naomi ultimately because she wanted to be where God was and she knew that staying where she was in her hometown, Ruth was a convert in case y'all missed it she was a convert to worshiping the the true and living God and so she followed her mother-in-law saying where you go I go and whatever God you worship I mean you worship I worship And so she didn't realize. And I truly don't believe that Ruth was doing this to gain anything. Because that's evidenced by the fact that she worked hard to provide for herself and Naomi. When Naomi could have been in the field getting getting grains and food for herself. So anyway, I don't think Ruth had any motives. I think she just simply wanted to be where God was. And she loved her mother-in-law. And she regarded and respected her. But in that... She was positioned. She was led to a new land. She could have, like her sister-in-law, Orpah, she could have kissed her mother-in-law and said, you know what, I love you and everything. My husband gone now. It was nice knowing you. And she could have turned back with Orpah, but she didn't do that. And so because of her obedience, even obedience to... The, the the covert leading of the Holy Spirit if you will she was positioned for God to 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 do amazing things for providential amazing things to happen into her life and because she followed that leading she was positioned she just so happened to come upon Boaz's field the man that she would marry whose generational legacy leads to Jesus that is what we call a kingdom marriage so we just need to be open we need to be open but if we bind ourselves to a principle as though it is a law then I'm telling you we are first of all I think we're limiting God we're putting God in a box but also we're making life harder for ourselves we're making ourselves miserable some men don't want to be always pursuing a woman believe it or not they they don't like to be rejected either some men it's just not their personality it's just walking up on a woman and all these different things some you know it's just not how they flow and I know people say well if he really wants you and if he really is supposed to be with you he'll do anything to get you yes I believe there's some truth to that however it, it's it's one thing for him to put in a lot of effort it's another thing if he don't even know you interested And unfortunately, because we've made this principle a law that he that finds a wife finds a good thing. What we do is we don't even express interest. We don't even let a man know we like him. We friends on him. We don't talk to him. We don't smile at him. We we just do all these things because we're trying to be pious and, and adhere to something that may not even be God's plan and purpose for our lives. And so I just feel like we need to be open I, I I know this might provoke a lot of people, but it's just when I hear that women should not pursue men, women should not pursue men. Look, let me tell you something. Do I think women should pursue men? No. I do reason I think that women should not pursue men as evidence by chasing them down, constantly letting them know that they're interested, constantly putting forth effort to begin and sustain a relationship is because ultimately that if you got to put up all that effort to let somebody know you're interested, then... They just not good for you. And because, and really because I'm thinking of pursuit as chasing, I'm thinking of pursuit as trying to make a man notice, appreciate, like, want, desire, you know, manipulating him into being with you. That's what I think about when I hear pursuit. Now, when it comes to men, do I think that men should pursue women? I think that if they are interested in a woman, they should let them know. And they shouldn't wait around for a woman to let them know as evidence by pursuing them. Now, what does a pursuit mean? I think it's the same way for men or women. I don't think you should be chasing her. I don't think you should try to manipulate her, try to make her see your value and worth. I've seen men do that too. It's it's ugly. If a woman don't want you, she don't want you. Just leave it at that. But I do think that... We need to have a healthy exchange of demonstrating interest, respect, and just, you know, clear motivations and articulate what our desires are. I think we should do that. I think it helps for women to let men know when they are interested because there are men who want to quote-unquote pursue you there are men who want to to date you who want to share their intentions with you the, the men who want to let you know how much they value and appreciate your time and all those different things but to leave it 100 percent up to a man to express interest to um, highlight where the relationship is going to sustain the relationship i don't think that's I don't think that's wise. So yes, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. He finds a wife because his eyes are opened by God, just like Adam's were. The Lord will highlight her. He highlighted Ruth in the field. He highlighted Esther to Xerxes. Uh, Rebecca was highlighted to the servant. And then I, Isaac saw her afar off on the camels. I mean, come on now. God highlights people. So he that finds a wife, he that discerns, who he that perceives, he that receives, he that can hear the the wisdom of Lord, he that sees a good wife, a wife finds a good thing, and he obtains the favor of the Lord because the favor of the Lord is upon her. The favor of the Lord is what highlighted her in the first. So let's reconsider Proverbs eighteen twenty two, because it is possible to fall in love, to have a wonderful relationship and to have been the one, a woman who let a guy know that you were interested it's possible you're not in sin if you do that but what you do need to do after I've said all that you need to ask the Lord what he wants you to do now some of us because of our history because of our beliefs, our values, our experiences da 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 da, God might say no you do need to wait and you do need to let a man come to you you know, because some of us like to be in control. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I like to have controls. So I'm like, I was one of them girls that if I wanted it, I went for it. If I wanted a man, I went for it. I wasn't about to sit around, wait for him to figure it out. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I like you. You want to go out? Let's do the thing. And some people, you know, God might say you need to go tell him that you like his smile. You need to, you need to go, you know, sign up to work with him on the conference or something like that. He might give you something. Just like Naomi told Ruth to go to go meet Boaz. So the Lord will give you instructions. So you need to be open to that and listen to what he is telling you specifically. But I don't want us to be limited by that. And I would love to hear what your thoughts are about Proverbs 18:22. As I said, I want to go in deeper about pursuit and what i call multiple multiple interpretations of pursuit and i know it's provocative but it just it's something that I feel compelled to talk about and I am excited to do it, but unlike this one where I'm driving and thinking and reflecting, it's going to be more structured because it is based on my Bible study and I want you to know that even though I have ideas, opinions, values, beliefs, I am informed by scripture and if I really truly believe and I am convicted by the Holy Spirit that I'm completely out of line, I ain't gonna say it. So if this video, I mean, if this podcast is published, then it could be (laughs) that the Lord approved and affirmed this message. So I pray that it blesses you. But more than anything, you need to pray on it. You need to test the spirits. You need to study the word. Open the Bible yourself and then find out what the Lord is really saying. Until next time, live and love well. Thank you for tuning in with me today on the Own Your Singleness podcast. My name is Jessica Ann Hutton. Whether this is your first time or if you're coming back for more, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you can listen to some great content, have fun, laugh a little, learn, and just feel empowered to live and love well. It would also help if you left a review. I invite you to go wherever you're listening to this episode and leave us a comment and review the show. Tell me what you love about the episode, or better yet, tell me what you want to hear more about in the future. And then finally, if you'd like to receive daily inspiration encouragement and strategies to live and love well and if you're eager to connect with people who are on a similar journey then join the own your singleness facebook group and don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram i provided links to each platform in the description until next time live well now and love well daily god bless